Welcome to Your Infinite Health. Are you getting older? Are you feeling it? How would you like to do that in reverse? We're your host, Dr. Tripp, and Lene. We've run an integrative medicine practice for 13 years. Together, we have 60 years of combined experience helping clients. We've helped tens of thousands achieve success in health and live longer, happier lives. In this show, we'll cover peer-reviewed and evidence-based integrative approaches to creating the health you've always wanted. We also share professional experience we see in the field every day. So if you're ready to feel, look, and live your best life, you're in the right place. Welcome to your Infinite Health Podcast. Dr. Goolsby, AKA my husband Tripp, and I are doing these episodes together, but you may know or may not know, he has a clinic in Lake Charles, Louisiana, as well as one in right outside of New Orleans, Louisiana, and he is the sole physician. And so the way that we operate this clinic is every other week, he is seeing patients in the Lake Charles Clinic, and this is his week to do that there. And when he's not there, he's here with the fam in New Orleans running clinic. And so I thought I would give him a break and you and I could just hang out together if you don't mind. And in fact, I may, because, you know, bless his heart, he's doing all that traveling and busy with his patients, may do a couple of these episodes where it's just me and you. And so I encourage you, if there's anything in particular that does not require a medical degree to discuss, please let me know. As some of y'all may know, I run all the operational aspects of Infinite Health Integrative Medicine Center. And I have been running this practice since 2013. Prior to that, I ran what was the Oncology and Hematology Institute of Southwest Louisiana for several years. And before that, I run, ran an oncology practice back in Tennessee, which is where we are from. Shout out to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. But I have been in Louisiana since 2007, where I went to law school at Tulane. Not that I ever practiced law, so I like to call myself a displaced lawyer. Uh, my legal buddy friends, however, would say that I have been spared, but I don't know, some days, I'm not sure. But anyway, in addition to running the operational aspects of Infinite Health, I handle the marketing and vendor relations and contracts and kind of all the non-medical related components of that private practice. Additionally, I am a certified life coach, more of the spiritual persuasion, if you will, although I don't really have time to take on clients for that. But those topics are up my alley and really interest me. And so issues surrounding self-care, obviously optimizing your health, putting yourself first so that you can serve others, boundaries, motivation, any of those kinds of topics I am open and willing to help with. In fact, I wrote a book about my own kind of cathartic, well, the book was cathartic, but the journey that I personally went through to overcome 
victim, a victim mindset, if you will, where I was blaming people and holding them responsible for putting me and my family in a very stressful situation. Coming out on the other side, recognizing that there is nobody to blame. And on an upper level, I created all of those things and they were actually designed to serve me. So I have a perspective that life is happening for us and not to us. In that vein, though, I thought that today I could just kind of talk about motivation because today was Monday and personally, I had a really difficult time getting out of bed this morning. And I think some of that was due to doing some things over the weekend that I don't normally do. We had the honor of sponsoring the 14th annual conference of the Traumatic Brain Injury Association of Louisiana. This past weekend, we had a booth and Trip Goolsby spoke to the survivors of that association. It was a really great workshop and, and I hope it was encouraging and inspiring for them. They are really heroes of their own right, overcoming their traumatic brain injuries and situations and have just beautiful souls and positive lights. And one thing that I learned over the weekend was that it is so important for all of us, but particularly, I think, professionals in the healthcare industry to be very mindful of the words that are spoken to their patients. Because I saw several of these survivors having been sort of beaten down by the limiting beliefs imposed upon them by their healthcare providers. I think a lot of times people in the healthcare profession, they give so much of their energy and time in service that they also probably neglect their own self-care. And when you're not taking care of your mind, body, and soul, you're really not in the best position to be offering care to anybody else. And so I would just encourage everybody who's in the healthcare industry just to be very mindful of your own limiting beliefs and not to paste those on to other people. And if you find yourself on the receiving end of that, I would encourage you to receive what resonates and release what doesn't. But so thankful and grateful to have been able to participate in that event this year. And definitely am looking forward to participating again next year. So while we were at the conference, my oldest son, Henry, is 17. And he, he and his brother were home because, you know, they're gamer kids. Anyway, he called me and stressing out because the landscapers left the gate open. And one of our three Shelties, Gilly, the youngest one, the rowdiest one, the most menacing one, decided that he was going to heed to the call of the wild. And needless to say, he ran off. And we're in a gated neighborhood, and that dog somehow managed to get out of the gated neighborhood. And so poor Henry spent all day in the sun looking for that dog, and we didn't get home till six hours later. 
and my husband joined him and they went looking for the dog and they were probably gone for another, I don't know, two to four hours. And I have to tell you, between me and you, this is about the second time that a dog has left me and I take it so personally. I think I've got abandonment issues or something, but I take it so personally and it kind of angers me and I just will not go looking for a dog that had the isn't happy at home where he's treated so well. But luckily for Gilly, we, he has my husband and Henry searching for him. But also what was really amazing is the technology that is available that actually facilitated in his return. Because between the neighborhood Facebook page, okay, so I did post an ad on the Facebook page. I, I didn't completely do nothing. Between that and the Nextdoor app and the app of the people who have the ring doorbells and whatnot, I happen to have a ring dog cam. Between those three applications, I got networked to a lady who was willing to give her phone number out to a stranger who got it back to me that she had found him and he wandered into her gate and she gave us her address and Gilly is now home, albeit Gilly is grounded, as are the landscapers. And after running around for six hours and probably logging a good 10 to 20,000 steps, he drank a lot of water and then passed out. So that was Saturday. And then last night, Sunday night, I had a nightmare and I will not bore you with the details, but it was, it was quite violent and still quite clear in my mind. And so I think I did not sleep as well as I could have, which just goes to show that it's so important for us to take the time that we need to revitalize, refresh, rest, relax, so that we can show up as our best versions when we're called upon to do so. For me on Monday, I, well, I have a hard time getting up. Coffee makes it a little easier. Dogs ready for breakfast make it near nigh impossible to avoid. And of course, my youngest, Huckleberry, has to be at school before eight o'clock. So there's a lot going on between six and seven o'clock in the morning. And I was lamenting my lack of motivation, but then I realized I am motivated. And then I realized that what really motivates me is responsibility and obligation. Because if it wasn't for the dogs and the children and coffee and the business, I probably would have a really hard time getting out of bed in the morning. But I don't have the luxury of keeping those musician hours. And so I was kind of wondering, do you feel motivated to get up in the morning? Are you one of those people who like, I don't know, I picture Snow White and Cinderella singing and talking to birds and mice, giddy and cheerful. Is that you? Or are you more like, not that and a little slower to get up? I think I'm probably not focusing or operating on all cylinders until about a good 10 o'clock in the morning. And so I try not to schedule meetings before 10. And I try not to schedule meetings on Monday, just because there's so much that has built up over the weekend. Or are you like me, and you're a little slower to, to get up and get acclimated? And if so, what finally gets you motivated? I'm curious, please send in your responses. 
And then getting motivated is one thing, but sustaining motivation is the next. Would you say that's easier or harder? I think once I get motivated, sustaining motivation for a period of time is definitely easier because then I'm in the groove and in the flow of doing things. But in that vein, in order to get and maintain and sustain motivation, once again, it goes back to creating systems that support self-care. My brain kind of goes along this train of thought and I was thinking, well, self-care, you hear the saying that self-care isn't selfish because I think for women in particular and probably some men, that when we do things for ourselves, we feel like we're somehow depriving, I don't know what that is, what that program in our brain is, but we really need to let it go. That we're that to give ourselves the time and the nourishment that we need, that we're somehow depriving other people of the best of us when it's really just the reverse. Self-care isn't selfish and it is soul food. But more than that, sometimes I think, at least in, in my regard, it's community service. I have to take the time that I require to refresh in order to show up as a much more pleasant version of myself so that I can be in service to the the people that are relying on me at work, at home, in the community. And so what are your thoughts on that? Would you say that self-care is community service? Am I reaching a little too far there? I really don't think so. But it's food for thought. And just try it on. If you're somebody that hears the word self-care and automatically feels like that's wrong or selfish or in some way detracts from being nurturing or giving or self-sacrificing in honor of somebody else, what would happen if you flipped that belief on its head and began to try on this idea that taking the time for yourself and maybe it's maybe you're not even alone maybe it's taking time with your family that you're not able to do during the week because of the demands of work or school or whatever it is but being with your family carving out that time to do something fun with them I know we like to go to the movies so we do that when there's something worth watching or reading relaxing shoot Netflix and chill could be self-care for you So let me know what your thoughts are on that. And if you have any particular topics that you would like me to talk about, please reach out. Best way to do that is to go to the website, fill out the contact form. And the website is yourinfinitehealth.com. Until next time, thanks so much. Thanks for subscribing to Your Infinite Health. I'm Dr. Tripp. And I'm Lynnae. Until next time, feel it, look it, and live it.